When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. The Westwood One Podcast Network. Think about quitting. It's the combat of life hammering the snot out of you. Well, stand by, dig in deep, and get ready to get fired up with us. Welcome to the Team Never Quit Podcast, the number one podcast that inspires you to fight on. I'm your host, David Rutt Rutherford, here with Mr. Never Quit himself, Marcus Luttrell. Our mission is to help you embrace the suck of life, to teach you the values of working your ass off. And to interview the most hard-charging people on planet Earth. We know life is hard. It's time for you to suck it up, buttercup, and let us teach you to persevere in every environment imaginable by sharing real-world lessons learned by those who never quit. That's right. It's time, Marcus, for us to help them defeat the well, negative you insurgency me up, man. in their you lives. Fire me up. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's roll. Let's roll. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Marcus, this is for you, buddy. Okay. I want you to watch right now, right there. <laughs> Not great. It's a great intro, isn't it? <laughs> that was the story of an average guy. Cannonball. Beautiful girl. <laughs> Don't tell me your name. I'll just call you Beauty. You must be a sensitive person. I bet you're a fan of Rod McEwen's. I try to be. And his best friend. <laughs> I am Captain Chaos. Been a cop long? And a family doctor. Oish. Come on right here. And how they all set out one day in an ambulance from New York to California at 150 miles per hour. Brother. Now. But they are the only ones. Now, when you see the vehicles, you, you know which one you want to be in, right? America's illegal Grand Prix. Oh, of course. Oh. It doesn't matter how you get there. I, I love the motorcycle guy, James Bond. Dude, that is the most. Burt Reynolds is the defending champion. Turn that up, man. That music is better. Isn't it? Legendary. Cannonball. All right, you ready for the question? Are you ready? And Jackie Lowe. And here comes the competition. Hurry up, you Dean Martin. We happen to be in a race. Sammy Davis. Sammy Davis. You, Shorty. Where'd you get all that jewelry? Take a layup. Layup. Mel Tillis and Terry Bradshaw. Terry <laughs> <laughs> Bradshaw. Jackie Chan. <laughs> and Roger Moore as himself. I'm Roger Moore. <laughs> I'm Roger Moore. <laughs> <laughs> and, ready? And Marcus Luttrell, David Rutherford, and The Wizard, bro. Greatest cameo movie ever. It is. Man, I, <clears throat> we're in it. <laughs> It's now, time to redo the Cannonball. It is time to redo Cannonball Run. Because you know what we are going to do now? And I'm convinced. had on that set. I mean, that had to be, You had everybody at one spot having a great time in a race. And they were filming it. Brother. It was so much fun. Brother. 
So my whole point of this is cameos are the way to go. Oh, yeah. Somehow, if you can become the the cameo hero of of all of Hollywood, right? And just appear for five seconds in every great movie, that's the way to go. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, to have to act. You don't have to have to do anything, but if you just become the cameo (laughs) king of Hollywood, you've made it. And that's what I'm putting forth today because <laughs> the, the uh, lady that holds the uh, the torch up, uh-huh. she's been she went to Hollywood to be an actress. She's yeah. in every <clears throat> Burrell's movie. She's so famous. No, the the Universal lady. The, <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah you yeah. heard her story? No, no. No one it, ever thinks about that part, right? The lady who she. Wait a minute. It's Universal, isn't it? No, it, it's, it's um, no, it's uh, Foxlight. No, it's Paramount. Paramount, nice, well done there, dude. I had heard she went to Hollywood to be an actress, and then that was that's the part she got, and she's been in every movie. I mean, yeah. think about yeah. it. And she gets a residual. Does for she that get too, a residual for every yeah. time that plays? I think she Look does. That up, man, I'm, that's pretty huh. cool because it's one of those things that's staring you in the face, right? Yeah, you, but you never know. Famous, you're in every movie. You're in the beginning that. of every movie. Every... You're the most famous lady. No one knows your name, kind of deal, dude. Well, the cameo I, spots. And- <laughs> so the reason why, obviously, I started this is because, in my opinion, you could be the ultimate cameo king of all of Hollywood. We are bringing on a near and dear brother of ours who is a part of the wrecking crew that built and brought to life the zombie, the veteran zombie apocalypse movie. And I remember when I reached out to you and I'm like, dude. Dude, you know the Art 15 guys? And you're like, yeah. I go, dude, you ought to be in their movie. There's no Navy SEAL. And you're like, done. <laughs> <laughs> and your cameo appearance in that became the head trailer for them. It was one of the funniest yeah. scenes in the whole movie. I had movie. the best Classic. time with those guys, man. I, I tell you what, they, uh, well, hell, it was one of our guys that showed me the first clip of, of, of those guys doing their, their bit. Yeah, yeah. As a uh, W guy. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, check this out. And I, I mean, that uh, Navy SEAL versus Green Beret, that was awesome. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it was mm-hmm. epic rap battle. Navy ver- SEAL versus Ranger. I mean, Matt Best is one of the funniest dudes on the planet, man. They had this huge misconception. Like, uh, granted, now, the reputation that follows us, uh, I love it. Right? Yeah, and I don't yeah. want to be a part of it and this, that, and the other. Yeah. <laughs> But it's different when you get out, right? And there, there are some situations you're like, hey, man, I'm, I'm actually pretty laid back, dude. You know, I'm not- <laughs> <laughs> dude, people hit me almost now, especially now that the show's been out for two years. Uh, still now, I mean, it's crazy. They're like, hey, man, is Marcus really that intense? And I'm like, bro, do you listen to the show? I mean, come on, man. Right. I'm a part of something that is very, very violent. Heavy, yeah. Very heavy, yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> but if you pull me away from it, I, I'm just a component. I'm the batter, right? But yeah. I, I'm the, <laughs> that was a hard part of getting out and getting your identity back and trying to. Hell yeah, it but is. But that was a blessing that, I, that, that God gave me was sending me around the, the globe meeting everybody. So I was just integrating into a different platoon, if you will. Absolutely. And, uh, man, I had the best time with, with those guys. Man, they... <laughs> Well, I mean, it really, you can see that when you have creative people that get together and put out something cool, 
it can be a lot it of fun. It was so much right? fun, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now I, I now I'm serious about the the remake of Cannonball Run. You've been talking about it for <clears> two <throat> years now, and you promised us we had to make you we're promised in it. us yeah. that whoever <laughs> makes that, we're getting in it. Even if they don't let us in, we'll get some kind of vehicle to and and race to, past their car. Yeah. <laughs> we we will in. crash yeah. the, the There's shooting. There's no way you're gonna be able to film that movie because we're gonna be there. <laughs> 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 we ought to get to be in it. That's it. We ought to get to hire dedicated security yeah, every right? day. Of their I mean, job if you're racing across the country, you got to go through Texas. <laughs> <laughs> the question becomes what vehicle do we drive? Is it the Scooby Doo van? Do we drive Smoking the Bandit car? Do we drive your car? Dude! Dude! Dude, we drive nah, the your likelihood Mustang. Of destroying it's quite high. We, we might not. We might not want to Dude, take the, the Mustang. I can drive the shit out of something. No, I absolutely would not let him drive your Mustang. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm the ultimate driver, dude. You are, <laughs> dude. Right. I was the. I'm the head That's driver. The best part about that Mustang when Chip gave it to me. It's, it's the. It's the first forty years. So yeah. It's built of iron. Yeah. It's made oh, to run. All right. I, I, if if I can't drive, yeah, we're gonna then... pull over nonstop in that thing. <laughs> if I can't yeah. drive, we should just drive whatever, yeah. whatever we steal that morning. <laughs> that would be more interesting. When that no, thing goes oh, out on the so, road, it wait. It, yeah. What we have to steal a car? Yeah, I mean, every one day, day we show drive? up in a dump truck. The next day, it's a minivan. Oh, uh, that'd be awesome. Random oh, yeah. bicycle yeah, with a rental van, not a machine gun or something like that. Oh, now you're stretching it. Now you're putting machine guns on it. Well, that's a good way of looking at it, the wizard. Well, no, he's smart, though. We plan ahead, right? So we have this to this state, jump yeah. into this and this. Oh, and keep jumping. Genius. Genius. Down, yeah. Genius. Nice. Do you think that they'll actually have a legitimate cannonball run while they shoot it? <laughs> Probably, yeah, there, there is one, isn't there? I think there is. <laughs> yeah, I actually think there is. It's an underground yeah. thing. Our renegade cameo movie, may man. actually be the only unauthorized element to your, uh, <laughs> part of that race. Yeah. All right. Those well, are the best movies when everybody, all those, oh, the all biggies. that talent, right? All that talent, that all those people that play everybody that, that we live with. Totally. Into one movie. Yeah. In a race. How come they don't, <laughs> so, it makes you wonder why they don't do more of it, right? Is it everybody just so, out. everybody, well, the comedy guys do it, right? James Franco, Seth well, Rogen, all those. A time period now where it's, you know, we're in war, so tough movies are out. Yeah. You know, and we, we branch back to the, we need to laugh more, I think. We, and, and be, amen to that. You know what I mean? Amen to that. I don't know the last one to be saying that because we're the fighters. I mean, we're, no. that's kind of hypocritical, isn't it? No, I don't think so <laughs> but, at all because that's well, going to go on no matter what. We do need yeah, more we, laughing. We just need to laugh a little bit. Absolutely right. We need more humor in the world, Marcus. We need more laughter. And that's why I want to say welcome to the Team Never Quit podcast. I'm your host, David Rutt Rutherford, with Mr. Never Quit himself, Marcus Luttrell, and... Bom, 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 bom. That hurt Thank my you. throat, man. Thank that you. Like, that one hurt. That was a put-out evolution out there. I appreciate that. <laughs> Ouch. Ow. And I'm dizzy. And I'm dizzy, dude. I just, I'm pushing <laughs> it to the, to the tilt with you, brother. All right. Welcome to the show. If this is your first time tuning in, 
then welcome aboard. We have a doozy in store for you. We've got Mr. Jared Taylor from the legendary R15 clothing brand with Matt Bass, as well as a key strategic figure in the monumental new coffee company that is going to take over the world, Black Rifle Coffee. And if you need some drink coffee, drink Black Rifle Coffee. Officially endorsed by all three of us. <laughs> and they're not even paying us for no. that. Right? <laughs> That's just because we love you guys so much, yep. right? If you're repeat- Tough guy coffee. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everybody has a lot of things. Like, uh, where's the tough guy coffee well, line at? <laughs> well, my favorite, man, is the one you got downstairs, dude, is we got Tages in there, you know, Project Warpath oh, brand. Yeah. I, I just love that as well, too, they man. great names, though. Oh, they Murdered have out, like the different roasts. Murdered out. They've got... <laughs> uh, caffeine and hate or whatever. <laughs> I love it, dude. All right. Before we move on, I, I just want to give a shout out to Bolster Sleep Company. Now, this company is dedicated to helping you sleep well so you can live life more fully. Bolster weighs their mission and their business equally. I love that about dialed-in companies. Bolster provides high-quality hybrid mattresses and products that sleep cooler and deliver the energy you need to fulfill your mission. I'll tell you what, my mission every day when I get up is just not to feel the pain, right, brothers? Yeah. <laughs> and I right. need a mattress for that. Bolster Sleep Company started with the vision that their business could be an opportunity to strengthen communities. They're passionate about their mission, providing high-quality, high-bred mattresses and bedding so that they can provide scholarships and funding to vocational and technical schools. They provide permanent, tangible skills instead of products, allowing people to support themselves and their families and communities. Man, you should see what they're doing down in Haiti. I've been down on a mission trip before in Haiti, and these guys are really knocking it out of the park. They're teaching HVAC skills, plumbing, electrical, diesel mechanics, with, and with every mattress per purchase that you make, man, that money goes to help these people getting squared away. Bolster goes beyond the mattress to provide you with a quality night's sleep. They also offer adjustable bed, sheet sets, pillows, and a whole lot more. Made and manufactured in the good old U.S. of A. with eco-friendly materials. Delivery is free and has a 100-day in-home trial. Now, here you go. Make the switch to a restful night's sleep today at bolstersleep.com and use the promo code TNQP for $125 off a mattress or adjustable bed. Again, that's bolstersleep.com, promo code TNQP for $125 off. All right. If you want to know more about why the hell we do what we do, just watch Cannonball Run, and you will know. <laughs> no, seriously, go visit our website. Don't waste at- your time trying to figure it out, because we can't either. <laughs> well, go ahead and visit our website at tqpodcast.com, where you can totally check out why we do what we do. You can visit every other show we've ever done uh, posted on there. We're, we're well into the hundreds now. And also, what our our favorite part about why we do this are the reader, our listener reader contributions. Man, we have accumulated 
this incredible group of never quit stories that people have written into the website sharing their greatest never quit moments with us and, and our community. Man, and for me, I don't know about you guys, but that is by far my favorite part of what we do for sure. You want to check out more? We've got great swag for sale. Team Never Quit podcast shirts. Swag. Team Never Quit hats. We got it all. Um, you can, if you want to follow us on social media, please. You follow Marcus at Marcus Luttrell, me at Team Frog Logic, and the Wizard at the underscore Wizard underscore TNQ. All right. All right. You ready? To bring that cat on. Let's uh let's do a real quick bit of introduction here for him. Do it. Um, JT, also known as Jared Taylor, comes out of the Pacific Northwest there up in Washington State. Joined <clears throat> joined the Air Force, 11 years of active duty. Um, was a TAC-P, a tactical air control party. Uh, started out Fort Bragg. He did a couple deployments in support of OIF. And 2008, he uh, rounded out his time over there as an instructor at that school. Starts getting involved, first of all, with uh, Matt Best and, and the, the Navy SEAL versus Army Ranger, Army Ranger versus Recon, and all these different rap battles were the first thing Epic. to come up. And um, that blew up for him. And then they kind of just took that and ran with it. And then all their buddies, I guess maybe you could call it a collective... I mean, that's what's cameo. It's called. a cameo. They're all epic. integrated into all into these different projects, running various positions in in each one of them. I mean, with uh, so you got JT, Matt Best, Evan Hafer's in that group. Ross Pierce. Am I forget anybody? Yeah, Vincent Vargas. We've yeah, had there we on. go. Yep. Now she went out. You better name yeah. all of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm gonna lay that on Don't you. Yeah. <laughs> Logan Stark, man. They they and it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Because they really believe that, you know, creative. Oh, they're awesome, man. They're just, yeah. you know, they have a lot of fun together, and you can tell. Oh, bro. Everything what? else is just a byproduct of them having a good time together. Their new headquarters is hilarious, man. It's this old college that they bought, this old, like, local college building. <laughs> and there's, like, you'll, you'll go past one empty thing, and there'll be, like, arrows sticking out of the wall. You go past another, and there'll be, you know, workout equipment. You go back another, and there's Matt or Evan's office. It's, like, the only furniture. camp, right? It's there. literally, <laughs> dude. It's literally. And, and he, but the wildest thing is, you know, I went out there to do the Launch Code podcast with Evan, and I, we're walking around, bro, and the the clarity of vision that he had, this is where we're going to have our own brick-and-mortar store. This is where we're going to have the distribution center. This is where we're going to have – and they, they literally – this is the studio for this. This is the studio. And he had it all mapped out, all vision, and, and, and it just really reaffirmed that these guys are firing on all cylinders – they're ready to take this business to keep growing it and keep being the inspiration for the rest of those veterans out there trying to find their passion in life. Oh, yeah. They've been tested on the other side. There's, there's nothing they can't do over here. Amen. Yeah, Amen. So each one of these brands, they, they play off the success of the others and they is cumulatively lift each other up. So some of them are Article 15 clothing, of course, the Range 15 movie that was uh, received $1.2 million in crowdfunding, Lead Slinger's spirits several different liquors over there bourbon whiskey spiced rum major project with black rifle coffee we've already mentioned that a mega highly a, endorsed and um, massive now massive yeah. they're very into veteran you know former military uh 
and so veteran employment, and they have big goals of stuff starting to open and become a major brick and mortar chain around the country here. And they just started doing that, right? Yeah, they're get they're the first they're two are about up, to open. They're they're they want to open twelve Black Rifle Coffee coffee stores in Texas over the next two years. And that's just Texas. That's I know, just Texas. I know Evan, who is the pri- I mean, he's the the head on that that project right there. Has has come out saying that they want to open a thousand. Oh yeah, of these locations. You watch. They will. They will. Ten thousand veterans they, to run them over the next. Six I years. hope they live out every part of it. Hey, Amen. They got a good crew, man. Oh, a good team, man. <laughs> what do you say, gents? What do you say? We bring old JT on board. Let's do it. Marcus. Now, what's interesting about this one is the alumni perspective with you and he, but not the alumni of being downrange and in war zones, which both of you have done in multiple times, multiple occasions, multiple scenarios. But we're talking about the alumni of something critical to the American public, the alumni of something that reshaped the face of how people the fabric, the fabric, (laughs) reshape the fabric of how the American public views veterans and veteran issues, right? Did it do that? It did do that, didn't it? (laughs) Big time, baby. You you watch you watch Tim's documentary, not a war story, epic. Absolutely, it did. But no, I'm saying the actual content, the importance, the significance of what the movie stood for is imperative to make sure that our listeners know that we have once again joined you two to fight for not only to fight against zombies, but also to fight. Well, Human rights. Oh, that's Jack. We got to get Jack on. But to fight for what really makes people feel good, which is blow up doll human rights. Blow up doll. Is that what you're going to say right now? I don't. I went, that's bizarre. After. I I'm after. sure. I'm, I'm sure it'll come up. I'm sure that's going to come up eventually. <laughs> one of us. You know, somehow we're going to get fried for mistreating a blow-up doll. It's the first open the first robot sex doll uh, parlor in Texas. In, in Houston. In Houston. <laughs> I, I heard, though, there's an outrage about it, and I don't really understand that. Like, who, who is outraged by it? Like, who cares? Well, it's, it's, uh, it's the people that believe that the sex robots are being abused. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> rights of robotic sex workers the ro- international the, ro- the rights oh, that's such a horrible thing seriously <laughs> seriously no the most important thing in the world marcus is humor being able to laugh at yourself and laugh at other people is that what i meant to say <laughs> that's exactly so let's bring them on without further ado ladies and gentlemen boys and girls children of all ages mr jared taylor Brother, oh, what's wow. up? Hello, guys. This is a pleasure. <laughs> Always fun to chat with you. And Dave, I'm sad I missed your visit when you were when you were out in uh, San Antonio. I I had had no idea until I saw the pictures of you on the set, and I was like, no, I was out of town that weekend. It was kind of last minute. You know, we were getting ready. We were releasing our hundredth show uh, with Rob, and out of the blue, I kind of hit up. 
Aubrey and and Mike Ritlin and and then hit Evan and was like, hey man, you mind if I come on and promote the show? And and he was like, absolutely. And it just kind of happened. It was literally <laughs> in like eight days, it all came together. Been getting a ton of good feedback from that three part uh, show. Like everybody loved it. So good. Uh, that's thank, good. Thanks for coming on because oh, we always love pleasure. chatting with you. You're awesome, dude. All right. Well, here's what we got to do. Before, you know, we know why people here, they want to hear your greatest never quit stories, stories. But what we first got to do, because everybody, you know, you guys have such a massive following. And and just to give it, give us, uh, just give the listeners an idea. Where are you guys at now with Drinking Brothers? Are you coming in on what? 30 million downloads, something insane or what? Yeah, so it's it's hard to know now because before Lipson changed their uh, their their tracking system, we had already pushed over 25 million downloads and that was well over a year ago. Wow. Uh, and it, it's it's looking like we're in we're in the three we've crested the 3 millions as of about 3 weeks ago per month. Uh, wow. so it's doing well. And, you know, we've, we've gotten to, uh, in the last six months, we've charted all the way up to number two in our category, Joe Rogan being number one in wow. comedy. So it's, again, it's one of those things. It's so, That's awesome. we never saw it. We never saw it coming. It was like, we're going to do this podcast cause it's fun. So it's just like, you don't realize that until like, you know, sometimes, uh, I, I get put on uh, when we get like a traditional media or something like that, where they put us on a radio show and you finish and the host is like, man, that was, that was a really easy interview. It's like, well, I mean, do you have about 350 hours? To radio? <laughs> <laughs> right? Exactly. No, I mean, I remember when you guys released it and I was like, man, that is genius. Everything from Range 15 to Drinking Brothers to Launch Code. Uh, I even love the Coffee or Die kind of video magazine that you guys are putting out now. I love that. Oh, my God. And and so what's crazy is... I just like hanging out with you guys, man. I appreciate that. Thanks for letting me power out with you, man. We need to do it more, Marcus. I know. I know. It's my fault. (laughs) If we could ever pull him off the speaking tour, we could Um, could actually block out some time. Answer to the boss. I know, but, you know, whenever, anytime, anytime you're just getting run down, I mean, I could always meet you out wherever you're at. (laughs) You, you know what we need to do with with the whole group is is we need to we need to go do a lock in with all of us. And, oh man! And, and in three days we have to write, we have to write our own movie script, and then we'll just put that script out for all the listeners to read it once it's done. Done. Like, but, done. Yeah, yeah. and lock the doors. We got enough food and booze to get us through, and we will come out with the best movie. We should put all of us on a on a series of that uh, Survivor. Oh my God! Survivor gone wrong. Oh my God! They took over the island. I don't even know where the camera's at. Classic. I love it. I love it. All right, where was I? All right, before we can get into nuts and bolts, we got to get warmed up, JT. We gotta, we gotta stretch out your cerebral, 
you know, your cerebral cognitive capability. Like he's doing mm. the calisthenics. Really I love it. He's ready to go. And we're going to get it done with the Mad Minute. Now, the Mad Minute is the hardest series of questions you will ever be asked in your entire life. I mean, these questions would put Oprah Winfrey to shame. They put Charlie Rose to shame. In fact, they would even have Barbara Walters saying, my God, you guys are amazing. The brilliance. The brilliance. All right. So are you ready for the mad minute, baby? Let's get it. All right. Marcus, fire away. All right, brother. What's your favorite part of the day? Uh, I would say generally I like really become alive at around five, six o'clock. And, uh, I've recently put uh, a new piano in my house. So I've, I've been forcing myself to take a, take a break from work for a little bit, jump on that piano and learn something new. Holy cow, dude. We, so we, (laughs) our our interview this morning was with Tony LaRusso, right? The hall of fame, uh, baseball manager. And we asked him, uh, what if you know if he wasn't managing me? What he wants to do? R- Wizard asked him that. He says, "I want to learn how to play the piano." What is it about the piano, JT? Well, I, I've been playing since I was a kid, since I was about in eighth grade. Um, but and, and then when I got in the military, you can't lug a piano around with you. So that's when I switched <laughs> tough, to the stuff. Yeah, uh, I know. I, I switched to the guitar in airborne school. Actually, like I I bought a guitar when I was in jump school. Because, you know, we're released in the evenings at about six and you're sitting in those barracks doing nothing. So it was, I just started trying to play the guitar and end up playing the guitar since, you know, 2003. But, uh, you know, always had a piano up until we moved to Salt Lake. I got rid of it when we left El Paso. So when I got this new one uh, a couple months ago, it was kind of refreshing to get back on it. And it's really fun now, like, like with the way technology is now, you jump on YouTube and say, I want to learn this stick song. And there's 10 people oh, on yeah. YouTube that just teach you <laughs> how to play the stick song. So it's like I can sit at my piano with the iPad and just watch somebody. And that's that's kind of what's nice about that part of the day is it's a, it's a, it's a complete reset for a minute because I can dive into – Somebody teaching me something, and I'm trying to trying to learn. And of course, you know our our mentality when we're not good at something right away, it frustrates us, so we get addicted to it until we are good at it. Absolutely. <laughs> and and the crazy is the neuropathology. They they've got all these new studies uh, neurologically that playing music it just sparks every type of of cognitive advancement you can have, right? And for you guys that are creating content, it's particular you that is creating content day in and day out, man, what a great way to excite that, that probability. We, we recently had, uh, an air force doctor that's, uh, specializes in mindfulness. And, you know, she told us, uh, on, on the show, how we generally spend over 50% of our time wandering, no matter what we're doing. You know, even when you're talking to somebody right in front of you, your mind's wandering either in the past or the future. You're either thinking about something that you got to get done that you're worried about, or you're regretting some, uh, something that has already happened that you wish was different. And, and it's like, when she pointed that out, you start realizing, you start becoming conscious of how much you're drifting when you're doing things that are right in front of you. Playing the piano and, and things like playing the piano, flying a helicopter, I've found, are the things that can just clear everything outside of your head because you have to be so hyper-focused on what's going every on. Second. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Getting into something that changes every second is, is well, your mind's working. 
That's why it's so fascinating. And the great part about the social media and it's like, I mean, okay, I want to learn how to do this. So literally I just look up, plug into that, into my, my brother or sister on the other side of the earth, who's good at it. And they can put their fingers in front of me and I can walk along with them. Right. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. All right. Wizard fire away. I'm going to give you a list of global issues or problems in rapid fire style. I want you to give me your solution. So within three seconds, I'm going to need an answer. Are you ready? <laughs> Damn. Are you ready? All right. All right. First thing that comes to mind, world hunger and starvation. I think we need to be experimenting a lot more in, uh, gene manipulation and we should be building cows the size of elephants. Good answer. Nuclear wow. weapons proliferation. Uh, is that like getting rid of them all? <laughs> yeah well moving on hot dogs coming in packs of 10 while buns come in packs of eight i think that's a, a pretty quick solution and we just need to 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 roll into the bread industry and tell them to fix their fix their shit all right malaria yeah. killing over one million people per year uh, i think the world could do without mosquitoes game of thrones fans having to wait two years for season eight uh, to be fair you know it's the one of the highest uh production budgeted most produced things. It takes that long to make it that good. So you can have you can have a shitty show uh, faster. Later, you can two years to have a good show. All right, pizza boxes that are too large to fit in the refrigerator. That's just. I think that came from communism. That's communism. <laughs> how many more of these things? How long have you? Wait, I want to know how. That's good. I want to know how long you've been thinking about that shit. That's what that I want to know. Just been back here in the uh, in the stockpile. Bullshit! Of questions. You've been thinking stockpile about of questions right since here. deployment. I know that you thought about it for your entire deployment, right? Yeah. When we know when JT was coming on. All right. Holy! Thank cow. you for your participation. I, I was gonna. St I was gonna start my. Fuck, that makes my question look dumb, right? All right, what was your first car? <laughs> my first car was a Chevy S10 Blazer. Nice. Manual, manual transmission. There you go. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Transportation. Go ahead, Marcus. Bye. All right, brother, if every job paid the same, what would you be doing? Hunting sex criminals. <laughs> Bro, we can hey. get you on that on I'll that detail, that. man. We got like we two, know people now. We know two two groups that are killing it out there. Right? I, I want it to be perfectly legal for us to finish the job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chat, chat. Well, that might be a bit more complicated. Let's yeah. move on to uh, if you had a boat, what would you name it? Oh, yeah, that's going to come down to what the type, what what style of boat are we? It's going? a yacht. It's a fifty foot yacht. <laughs> I, I I call it should be a jet ski. <laughs> it used to be a jet ski. <laughs> all right all right here you go all right here's the scenario it's you matt evan vincent crispy because by the way i love the new crispy interview videos they are fucking <laughs> hilarious by the and logan and you guys are trapped right in space who gets eaten first? Who? Well, crispy, because he's the slowest. <laughs> <laughs> and he's already been cooked? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, man. All, all, all we've got to do is reheat him. <laughs> crispy, I love you. You know that I'm sorry, buddy. All right, Marcus, fire away. All right, what was your fondest memory from the last year? Ooh, good one. Uh, it was actually getting to, I've, I've been a huge freestyle jet ski fan my whole life. 
and I got personal one-on-one lessons on how to backflip a freestyle jet ski by the best freestyle jet skier in the world. Mm. Damn, that's freaking <laughs> epic. Are you kidding me? I was like, bucket list stuff there, Aaron. That is total <laughs> bucket list it's, stuff. It's huh. those moments that we continue to have where you just kind of take that, take that couple minutes to go, this is really what I get to do. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I know every minute. <laughs> yeah, I know you guys, but we we feel that every single second nowadays. I mean, it's crazy, right? You kidding me? All right, wizard. We're actually asking these questions. This is what we're doing. Yeah, this is JT, our job. Bro. This is our job right now. We met on a movie set, and now I'm asking you what your favorite superhero is for a living. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me we didn't die in combat. <laughs> too good. Right? Oh, I mean, come man. on. Thank you all so much for this oh, job. Oh, my God. By the way, what is your favorite superhero? Ah, uh, you know, I'd have to say Morph. Morph. He's an old, old Morph. school X Men crew. They yeah, uh, he ended up. He defected actually because he was really pissed off that they were doing some things he didn't like. All right, Morph. And, I'm gonna have to look that one up. Yeah, but yeah. why? Why pick one power when if you're Morph, you can have whatever you want? It's Mystique's brother, right? Yeah, that's right. You know that, of course. Holy you know that. Nerdville. Of course, you knew that. I'm a nerd. You are a closet I have that nerd. in me. What's up? I'm also a tough guy. What's up? I mean, we're, we're, the, we're the generation. I'm a Navy SEAL. I'm a nerd. What's up? We're, we're the generation that grew up with the cartoon, though. And that's that was where the cartoon went. You know, Morph had a big had a big role in getting Jubilee and, and Gambit. Like, yeah, oh, that right. was kind of the little crew back then. All right. All right. I... I, I I think that's it. I think we're good, man. Because <laughs> that, that was like 15 minutes or something yeah, right there. <laughs> Holy sweet Jesus. That that was, I never, I don't know if I laughed that hard through that one, man. <laughs> God bless America. Did we right. get through that? Are we doing it? We haven't gotten through the intro or the Mad Minute without breaking down. <laughs> no, at, at all. That's at, awesome. At all. Man, the routine's out the door. It's completely gone, dude. <laughs> all yeah. right. Before we move on, we just got to give a shout out to one of our great sponsors, BioWave. Now, wouldn't it be great to wake up pain-free? In fact, I can't even remember the last time I felt that. We talk about it all the time, Marcus, Wizard, and I, as well as tons of my other buddies that have been in the teams or special operations. It's just something we can't even remember what that feels like. Now, and instead of... You know, the walking into a, a hospital or doctor's office in VA and getting prescribed a, a handful of opioids, which lead to addiction and all kinds of problems. Uh, we've got a solution for you. BioWave is the life-changing, non-opioid, effective way to block chronic and acute pain. Man, this stuff is, uh, this this device is unbelievable. In fact, 85% of the people who use BioWave experience significant reduction in pain from just one 30-minute treatment. One 30-minute treatment and you're becoming, you're on the path to salvation. Proven effective over 15 years, used by more than 80 VAs, active duty military units, hell, our brothers in the SEAL teams, and most NFL, NBA, and Major League Baseball teams out there are using this thing. BioWave is VVA recognized, VA prescribed, FDA cleared, and made in the good old U.S. of A. Now listen, if you're one of us, if you're a veteran, or you're even active duty military, 
and, and you do not want to go to the VA to be, get prescribed another handful of pills. You don't want to risk it. You got too much going on in your life and you're just sick of the pain because this happens day in and day out. We hear it from people, our brothers, all the time through the show. If you want a safe, non-opioid, and effective way to help manage your pain, please go to BioWave.com and learn how to get treatment at no cost, brothers. No cost. Visit BioWave.com. You can read some insane testimonials, some incredible things from our, our veterans, active duty military, sports people, and everybody else, as well as get into the science of how this works, because it's really the science that separates this device from everything else. BioWave is designed to block pain at the source and is like nothing else out there. Visit BioWave.com, smarter pain blocking technology. Now, JT, as you know, the reason people come here, although we want to believe that it's it's for the mad minutes, uh, it's not, man. People, our guests, our listeners are coming here because we believe in our hearts they're going through some tough times in their life as we all do all throughout our lives and they have come to our show because we have exceptional people that understand what it means to stay in the fight we have exceptional people that understand what that never quit mentality is and how it affects other people when they share it so, JT, without further ado, my brother, would you please share your greatest never quit story or stories with our listeners? I'll give you the first one because I think all of you are going to laugh hysterically about this because it it also does uh, it, it attributes to my character, what type of person I am, and it's it's <laughs> it's how I became a tack P. Uh, okay. Because I had enlisted in the Air Force in 2002, and my smart, smart. very smart. My uh, contract uh, was for a 2W0X1, which is a munitions systems uh, mechanic. So you work on weapon systems. So the gun inside a F15 Strike Eagle or in a F15 Charlie model, or you know, you're working on that. You're working on the weapon systems. Man, that which, sounds cool, right? Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> that cool. Man, that sounds so cool. What you, I just put a bomb on them, man, dude. <laughs> but uh, there, there definitely was. If you, if you, if you open up my eighth grade yearbook, there's a great picture of me with an oversized Fila shirt on, and it. And it oh. asked what we wanted to do when we got out of high school. And it said, I want to be a Navy SEAL on SEAL Team 6. <laughs> ah, what's up? What's so up? I always huh. had it in my blood that I wanted I wanted combat. I wanted the cool job. I wanted the cool gun. I wanted the cool gear. And it was, it was as much as like being able to prove to myself that I could do it as much as it was to come back home and say, I did do it. Because I was a small, you know, 115-pound not a skateboarder. I wasn't a football player or anything like that. And uh, although my my high school class was super nice, where you didn't have a lot of cliques or bullying or That's anything cool. like that, Every, everybody was super cool with each other. And I'll, I'll tell you, our ten year high school reunion, we were only missing like nine people. Like wow. everybody showed up, and everybody huh. had a blast, and everybody was nice to each other. So it's like, where we was really, this? Where was this, this, JT? North Kitsap High School out of Paulsbo, Washington. Very cool. Uh, which is just uh, to the north of, of Subbase Banger in, okay. in, in Silverdale, Washington. Oh, yeah. I know where that's at. So yeah. I, I shit to basic huh. training, and 
I go through this like week of depression because I realize like when I leave basic training, I'm going to a job where I'm going to have a wrench and I'm going to sit on a flight line and I'm going to fix weapon systems that are breaking out in combat. So the first week, the first week they, uh, they tell us that there's this thing called seer, seer instructors yeah. and you can, you can apply, you can, you can get out of your contract if you volunteer to, to be a seer instructor. So we go to the briefing, their sales pitch for seer and we're about 25 minutes through it. And, and the guy to my, that slept to my left and the guy that slept to my right, they all came with me. So it was right. kind of like, okay, let's, yeah, let's try, let's look at the seer thing. So about 25, 30 minutes into the seer briefing, I realized that they don't, they don't deploy their instructors. They don't, they don't actually, you know, work in combat. They don't have really a mission on the battlefield. Uh, and that's when I, I got up and was like, ah, let's go. This isn't, this isn't what I'm looking for. So the guys follow me and we're looking for our, our platoon of, of, of air force people, because we were the ones that just volunteered to go look for the, look at the seer thing. And we walk into the classroom. As soon as we walk into the classroom where all our people are sitting down, this giant dude walks in and in beautiful BDUs. He had the flowing locks. Old school Ultima yeah. stuff. with the rippled sole yep. and the green. Yeah. He had he had army patches on both shoulders with his Air Force stripes below it. And he had every school known to man on his on his left. B resume. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he had Halo, dive, jump, like and then real long hair and long sideburns, and he and he flips this chalkboard over. And this this is this is how this briefing starts. He I goes, love it. "Who here likes money?" <laughs> <laughs> and like everybody kind of looks around and raises their hand. Yeah. Well, I like money, and he writes on the board, you know, two hundred and fifty dollars. He goes, "That's how much extra a month you get paid just to do my job." He goes, who here likes skydiving? A couple people look around, Ooh. raise their hand. He <laughs> writes it again, $200. That's how much extra you get a month just to skydive. Who here likes scuba diving? Dude, raise your hand. He puts another, puts another figure on the, on the chalkboard. And he's like, that's how much you get paid to scuba dive. Who likes going on trips for work? Like, and he puts a number on the board. He's like, that's how much you get paid TDY if you, if you have my job. And then he turns around and he gives this story about a situation. You know, so you're sitting on a hill a click and a half away from an Iranian airfield and you see the enemy smoking a cigarette next to a, a ZSU-23-4 and you've got a laser right there and you put that laser right on the cigarette and you call an A-10 to shove a Maverick right up his ass. And as soon as, <laughs> as soon as you start destroying the airfield, the army starts parachuting in and they take it over and, and, and you provide close air support for these guys while they're, while they're just ripping through this airfield. And at that point, my eyes are, are this <laughs> they're bugging and, out of your uh, head, man. It's talking about, you know, you're going to ride on a little bird and a hell and helicopters and you're going to do this and all. And I'm just like, Oh my God, what is this? And he's like, I'm a TAC P a tactical air control party. I'm the, I'm the, the air force ground liaison to controlling and coordinating airstrikes. I was like, that is it. I'm in. So, <laughs> So he asked at the end of it, okay, you know, and he's a big, tough guy. He's like, all right, so who wants to try it? And I raised my hand as high as it could go, and I hit, I hit my two buddies. Like, yes, we're trying for this one. Like, this is it. And uh, 
he was like, all right, we were the only three that said we wanted to try out of, out of, uh, out of our whole group of about, you know, a hundred people. And so he gives us this appointment slip because you're in basic training. So you're on lockdown, like 24 seven, he gives us this slip that in four days we're going to, uh, the tryout, you know, and he said, I have three slots to the school. So three of you will get selected at the tryout to get a chance to go to the school and, and try and make it through. So that next day, you know, he, he gave us the like min requirements for PT and stuff like that. Cause as, as a kid, I was only 17 years old and basic, you know, I hadn't done a lot of running. I wasn't, I was active as a skateboarder, but I, that, that first day after I volunteered on the track, we were running and it was, it was super hot out in San Antonio oh, and I ran, brutal. I ran right around a right around a five minute mile and then passed out <laughs> because I knew I knew in my head I needed I needed to run around a fourteen minute two mile because they told us and I had no clue how fast that was so I was just going and and so you know they they give me water wake me up and you were going way too fast you're you're supposed to run two miles like pace yourself well, okay okay so go back to to doing PT well couple days later, we show our drill instructor that slip. He lets us go to the tryout. As soon as we show up, there's about 110-ish people there. Wow, that's uh, huge. Yeah, and I was like, I was really bummed, though, because I was like, oh, there's only three three slots in this. Like, we're going to have to kick ass. So we start, the first thing is an Army PT test. And we do the Army PT test, but I'm asking a question every time the TACP recruiters walk by me while I'm doing the PT test. Right. So I'm doing push-ups, and I'm like, do we get lasers for our guns? He's like, shut the fuck up. Would we get, like, do we get to ride in a tank or, like, anything like that? Like, like, what's it like, like, going down a rope out of a helicopter? Like, I was doing, every time I would do a lap around the track, I would ask another question <laughs> as I was going, and these guys are pulling their hair out. So... You know, they do the the whole smoke dance, like smoke us up, see where everybody's attitude's at. But I'm still just waiting. Anytime they get within, within you know, arm's reach of me, I will ask something else. Yeah. And we finish up that day and they form us all up and they say, okay, you'll be notified uh, the, the fourth week of basic training on a Thursday. You'll, we'll come and get you if, you if you are getting a new contract and we'll wow. bring the contract. So anticipation. I still have have that slip. No. Even though we're, we're inspected and not allowed to have anything. I had taped it underneath my drawer and I had a plan. So I waited until that fourth week and that morning came up and I grabbed my two buddies and uh, I said, Hey, just, just come with me and go along with it. And, and at, at that fourth week, the drill instructor is kind of warmed up to you too. Yeah, you know, it's not, yeah. it's not all like vigilant. So I just walk up, I flash that, that paper, which is old. I'm like, Hey, we got to go do a tacky thing today. He's like, yeah, I don't give a shit. Get out of my hair. <laughs> so, huh. and this is about seven o'clock in the morning. So we start walking on Lackland at having only been in basic training for four weeks at 7am. And the only place I know where to go is the military personnel flight, which is where you do all your admin stuff. Right. So I walk us to the MPF, which doesn't open until 830. So we sit on a bench, wait, wait for an hour until they open. We come and sit in the waiting room and the, the lady at the reception desk goes, what are you guys here for? I'm like, oh, we're here to meet the uh, TACP instructor. 
recruiters or the TAP uh, recruiters. And she was like, okay. Uh, and then we just waited until like around one o'clock. Wow. She came back out and was like, Are, have they still not shown up? I go, no, no. Do you have a number or something that we can call the phone? Number? <laughs> and she was like, she was like, I'm going to get them on the phone right now and I'll see what's going on. So I, we hear her like right behind the, the wall. She's like, yeah, you got three people here that said they were waiting for you. And he's like, what? What What are you talking about? She's like, yeah, they're, they're right here in the waiting room. He's like, all right, I'll be down there in a minute. So <laughs> that big dude comes, comes barreling into that waiting room and he has all these papers in his hand. And he's like, I stand up right away. And he, he, right away, he knows exactly yeah. what the shut up he goes oh god taylor what now and i was like sergeant i couldn't wait any longer i needed to know if i'm going to the school because <laughs> i i want to be attacked he's so bad and he he looks at his hand he goes yes taylor you got a slap he goes but these two didn't and then he looks at his hand again and he grabs my paper and he throws the other papers away he goes but now i don't gotta find those guys you two are going to the tech piece. Oh, no <laughs> oh my God. That's awesome. Brings us all into a, a room and he starts typing new contracts for the two guys that are to my left and my right. Holy and shit. To this day, it was, I think less than a month and a half ago. The, the guy that was with me retired as an E7 like two months ago, and, and he had told that story about he would have never been attacked P if I wasn't such a conniving little shit. That's a great story. That is never quit to the T, baby. Holy cow, I love it, man. Oh God, bless. And, 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 and the great thing was is he had a he had a fantastic career. I you bet. know, yeah. He he ended up in a leadership position in the 165th ASOS, which is the Georgia Air National Guard. Yeah. Uh, and and he did great things. He deployed a number of times, and 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 it was like it was just it's cool. Like that's to, super you know, cool. And and I had my buddy through the whole thing. Like he he ended up going to jump school with me, and we were both stationed at Bragg, and so it was it was nice. You know, that's epic, dude. I love it. All right. Well, I you know that. That's a remarkable way to get the career going. But obviously, since that moment, you've gone through a tremendous amount of change in your life. Uh, can you first give us a, a real quick framework of what you were like as a kid? And and then also help us understand, because skater to tack P, in my mind, is a big jump. It doesn't fit. I mean, and it was a huge culture shock because also, you know, my dad was in the Navy for 28 years. Okay, there it is. Uh, and he was on he was on submarines for the whole time I was in the house. He was on the uh, the original USS Seawolf. Oh, wow. He was, wow. On the, he was on the Boston, and he was on the Parchy for pretty much his entire sub-career. So when the Seawolf was decommissioned and the Parchy took over as its mission, uh, he... Him and, and, and his buddies. And you guys might know some of the guys I grew up with. Never forget that name. Yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, and, and so my dad was a, was a skater surfer uh, that grew up in, in Fort Bragg, California, you know, yep. Santa, yeah, north of Santa Rosa near Mendocino uh, yeah. on the coast. And pushed us to do board sports all the time. It was always fun. You know, we had a, we had a dirt bike track and a half pipe at her house. Wow. Um, and so, I mean, I, we, we had a good, like, 
I have I have no complaints about about growing up. But but then I get out in the r- real world, and when I got through all the training and uh, went through SEER, went through jump school, and then and then was able like was lucky enough to get a spot at the Fort Bragg unit because that's like where you want to go. Yeah, obviously, you know the heart of SOCOM is at Fort Bragg, and this is your stepping stone to get into that world. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's one of the only jump units as well uh, right. for attack. So uh, it's a place called the 14th day. So when I got there though, you know, it was, it was October of 2003 and the boys just finished a double header. They invaded Afghanistan. Right. And before coming home, most of them invaded Iraq. Wow. Because they had, they had done their tour, and, and a lot of them were on the plane in Kuwait coming home, and uh, our DO jumped on the plane and was like, who wants to volunteer to invade Iraq now? And they were all fired up. They were like, they just got done with the war. They were like, well, I do. That's awesome. But most of them had done a doubleheader. Uh, so you, you kind of walked into the hornet's nest as a, as a young E3. Like, you've got all the boys that just, you know, just started our generation's war and they were just in the forefront of it. Uh, and, and it's like, it, I start naming these names. Now they're legends in the community, yeah. the silver star recipients and very decorated, very decorated people. But that, you know, it, it was a culture shock for about a year because I was now being raised by wolves, like violent, yeah. very <laughs> angry wolves that don't accept a shred of failure and you better know your job like inside and out. And I was telling this to somebody uh, recently uh, about like, we were, we were on the discussion. It was actually my girlfriend. We were on the discussion about like when, when you see civilians, these, these like this new version of firearms guys in the community that have never served, that are wearing yeah. all the t- one kit. And she was kind of asking me like, why, why does that offend you? I'm like, because like when, when, when I showed up to my unit, we got issued, you know, gobs of shit, like all the coolest stuff, but you also got issued all the basic stuff. You had an H harness, your LB, yep. you had your, your Alice pack, your medium Alice pack with a metal frame you had. <laughs> and, and, and so the rule was at the 14, you're not allowed to touch the good gear until you have proven yourself. See them. You, you begin certified combat mission ready. And around the time you earn your five level, as, as your OJT, it takes about 15 months right. of on job on the team before you're blessed off as a competent person that can deploy and, and, and work on a, on a TACP team. And so like you weren't, you had all this stuff in your possession and it was locked away for 15 months while you wore the basic stuff in the camo paint everywhere you went and the, <laughs> and, and the giant, you know, the giant K-pop yeah, helmet yeah. With, the, with the cloth helmet cover until you earned the right for one of your your senior E4s or, or, or E5s uh, on the team to say, okay, you're now you're now blessed off and you can now dip into the good gear and you can look cool. <laughs> 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 so it's like, of course I'm going to have a stigma when I see civilians wearing, you know, an obscure helmet with uh, a Peltor headset. It's like, you don't even know what those Peltors are supposed to plug into. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. So you, 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 you moved through your career and obviously, you know, you were attacked P during the heyday of, of, of Iraq, Afghanistan, you know, after going through all of that and making the decision, 
you know, help us understand why you wanted to get out, why you didn't want to do your 20, and what were you hoping to achieve by making that transition? And and like the rest, you know, we've had we've had Matt on, we've had Vincent on, we'd have Evan on, and everybody talks about how scary that was and 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 really making the decision to find great calling and purpose in your life. Well, it it was it all started when I, I became a TACTI instructor in 2008. So I, I moved down to Herbert Field, and at the time I had just re-enlisted, so I got a bonus, and I, I spent my bonus on on camera gear and an editing machine because that was my passion all along. And I'd been making cool videos for the unit up to that point, but now I wanted to get serious with it. And it was it was after my first divorce where I couldn't afford the child support and the house payment that I was like, I have to do something else for money wow. to survive. And, and that was kind of like the day like that I moved back into the house that I had owned and started realizing like I wasn't making enough money to, to do anything. It was, is when I picked up the camera gear and just got in the car and I started driving until I, I saw something or somebody or a business. And yeah, I think I want to say the first, the first uh, guy I came in contact with was, was uh, offering those 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 um, ultralight flights in right. the car, and I just pulled over and I said, "Hey, how about I film you a commercial? You know, for two hundred dollars." And he was like, "Well, yeah, 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 okay." So I got three free flights out of it. That's I awesome. Filmed, I filmed him a commercial, so I'm having fun. I'm filming. I'm I'm going back and I'm editing and having and having a great time doing it, and then getting paid for it. And from there. Uh, I mean, I, I remember I went to, there was, there's a small uh, trade show that goes on in Fort Walton beach every year. I forget what it's called, but it's like a mini, a little mini shot show. They have a lot of MOH. I'm sure Marcus, you've probably spoken at it before. Uh, yeah, I'm sure I'm the, you know, the, uh, the special operations warrior foundation is kind of the one that, that runs the whole thing. Yep. Yeah. But uh, so I went to that trade show with a photo album of four by sixes that I printed out from Walgreens of guns and other, other things that I had put together uh, with, with just the tactical stuff. And I went to every booth and said, here's, here's what I can do. And, and the, the guys that I run with can do, cause we, we kind of had a photographics guy, which is Gary Stevens. Now the head designer of black rifle coffee wow. still to this day, you know, him and I were working together to try and just generate, you know, extra income and the start of a new business. So I went to every booth, showed them this, this ghetto photo album and asked if <laughs> they would hire me to, to take pictures of their products or, and put them in the hands of guys that would use them, you know, downrange and things like that. And it just started trickling. And then, um, there was, there was kind of a tipping point when, uh, when, uh, Tiger Swan, yeah, uh, I remember uh, them shooting course out of um, out of North Carolina. They had hired a big production company from from California that was super expensive, and the director or producer was a young young guy. And he got onto the range and started asking them to like shoot a different direction. And the guys were having to explain to him like, "No, this is a range. We can't we can't cater to what direction you want us to fire these guns. Right. Uh, so they end up disagreeing and, and firing this crew, but Tiger Swan needed a bio video and, and, and this uh, uh, army ranger hall of famer. 
he had told he had told him call my call my friend JT uh, and he'll take care of this for you. And so we got the call from Tiger Swan within a week. Me and a, a fellow combat controller that was a prior tac P drove all the way from Florida to back to Fort Bragg. We were on set on on site with Tiger Swan for no le- no more than three hours. We showed up, set the cameras up, we did the interviews, uh, we got all the B roll. We drove home, and in three days, I mailed Tiger Swan a DVD of the product that they were absolutely looking for. And I and I, I've heard still that, that they still play it sometimes to this day. And that wow. was That's that was cool. nine years ago. Yeah, I remember so, when they were releasing that. So it was those guys that had put out the word that we were really easy to work with. We knew how to capture that style because we come from the community and then we're at that. We're super quick to turn around. Yeah. And that's when the phone started ringing after that shot show in 2009, we started getting calls from everybody and it really ramped up that photography and ad business. So, uh, 2010 ish timeframe was when Gary and I started this thing called the bot stick collective. That was our film and design firm. We did a calendar project in 2012 called clips and hips just to try it. I mean, right. see if it, succeed we ended up distributing to a lot of you know it was the first time we took money from an investor and within three weeks of the calendar calendar going live we were able to pay the investor back plus his interest on his terms wow and we considered that a success though we didn't make any money off of it but we took on an investor and we paid him back and cleared it and we and we had this project that you know we had this eight months worth of work that was real good experience for me and gary going down the photography world and the the design and layout getting models and, and making commercials for it and everything. And you had nature. no experience, no help. There was nobody out there, JT, going, you got to do this. When you work with an investor, you need to make sure these terms are in place. How the hell did you learn this business stuff? Trial by fire. <laughs> no, wow. Wow. He was just going for it. And then, you know, two years later, I meet Matt and – was just so encapsulated in, in with his camera presence and his yeah. writing ability. Matt, all the stuff that you see and, and have seen, Matt, it comes from Matt's head. He yeah. writes He writes all the lyrics. He writes the music. He writes like, like he is an amazing writer, and he's amazing in front of the camera. Yeah. So it was like that, that was kind of my missing piece at that point. It was like I can do everything visually, but I'm not, I'm not the spotlight guy. Yeah. I so meeting Matt was just, it was perfect. You know, he flew to El Paso. We filmed a bunch of videos. We took a bunch of pictures and just started putting out, you know, uh, him as a brand, the M best 11 X. And right away, all my industry people that I was working for at the time started picking up the phone. How do I get Matt best to endorse my product? How do I get, so I told Matt, I was like, Hey, I've been doing this for a while. At that point, it was about my fourth year. Like, inside the tactical industry and working with with the businesses and things like that and i was like you can go this route but it puts a it puts a time stamp on on how long you'll be relevant almost like because i was studying a lot of people in the space right but when they just would push a different product every week by by 18 months their audience is burned and they don't they don't listen to them anymore at all so i said i said or we start our own and we do our own thing. And the only thing we ever push is things that we create and things that we come up with. And right away he goes, let's just do our own thing. 
So that weekend, I hit Photoshop and sent Matt on Sunday the the logo, the art, the current Art right, Fifteen. Right. Said, so "What do you think about Art Fifteen clothing? You know, we're going to be looked at as kind of the hoodlums of the military because our stuff is edgy and it's comedy and it's 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 you know the same humor that's talked about in the barracks." I was like, "So we could be the, the Article Fifteen guys," and he was Love like, that. "Yeah, do it." So December of uh, 2013, we incorporated the business, and January 15th of uh, 2014, we launched um, our first four shirts. No, it's wow. great because it's going wow. as well. Everybody has this perception of what the military is, and when you guys, but yeah, we have those too. We got them kind of guys <laughs> as well. Yeah, you know, for just, sure. We're just normally under the radar, you don't hear about it, but now that we got a chance to come out and, and going and blowing, man, but it's just uh, it's your identity. It's perfect, man. It's edgy, but you have to be edgy while we're in. That's that's our life. It's perfect, man. You guys have. Well, I remember. I remember. I was. I was. I was training case officers for the agency. When Epic Epic Rap, somebody sent me a link, said, yo, dude, you have to watch this. And it was Epic Rap Battle, Navy SEAL versus Army Ranger. And I saw that, and I said, holy shit, these guys are hilarious, man. That that group guy showed me. Yep. He goes, hey, check this out, man. And I was like... Oh, that's good. That's man. awesome, they man. Got us down good. <laughs> the, the jokes, the jokes are funny. Like Matt wrote that so good, and it's so equal. Like, it's and then perfect. when we turned around and did Green Beret first Marsock, oh. we thought we thought that that was so inside baseball that it wasn't going to get any views. And then it turned out to be like our most viewed video up to that point. Yeah. Like, <laughs> All right, JT. The question now for me is because you're still in at this point. Matt's contracting. You guys have something, you know it, you're getting the feedback. How do you guys look at each other square in the face and say, all right, let's, let's really, let's go all in. I think for us, it was fail, it was fail safes. Like it, the first year, you know, we had done way more than, way more than we ever expected in sales. Like the money was insane. It put us in a whole new, you know, kind of realm, but that's that year is when we said, okay, well, well let's create lead slingers. Like, like our plan was, was let's keep creating, you know, what can we sell to this audience without selling, you know, trying to convince them that this is the only glove you should wear. Right. Which, and that's like, well, no, let's do liquor. We love liquor. We love booze. Let's make, <laughs> let's make our own whiskey. And that's where, when we went, we met Evan and it was, it yeah. was me and, and, and Evan was the missing strategic, smart, parental guy that we meet Matt, you know. The opposite. (laughs) You got to find the opposite. That's how we get this thing together. He's the green bird. Hyper creative, too. Yeah. But he had the leadership and the management and 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 the strategic vision that pulled it all together. And it was like, so at that point, you know, the big thing for me specifically was, I, I was mathematically figuring out, okay, yeah, I had doubled what my salary was in the military from Article 15, but if I take the military away, how much is health insurance? Yeah. So, so it wasn't until all of that balanced out when I said, okay, well, at that point, I said, I, wanna, I just want to go to the Air National Guard. And I transitioned from... Uh, active duty to the Air National Guard, and I served in the 116th ASOS in Washington State. Yeah, and 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 I had jumped out for 
first. And then Matt and I were in Charleston, South Carolina. He was due back to do a refresher up in Virginia and have to deploy again. And he was really just not feeling it. And I looked at him and I started running the numbers. I go, this is what you're making from R15. This is what you're, you have from Letzlingers. And we have Black Rifle Coffees fired up now. Like, you don't need this. And I, and, and I kind of go, dude, I jumped both feet in. Like, come in with me. Let's do it. Yeah. And he goes, you know what? All right. All right. We're, I was driving him to the airport to, to fly out to Virginia. And like, we had the conversation and he decided to quit. He called, he called his company then and was like, I'm not going to make it up. I'm done. And that was it. Wow. Like, awesome. And, hey, and Jared, there's, you know, you've got all these things. You've got lead slingers. You've got Article 15, Range 15, all this going on. Where's the failure? When have you failed? There must be failure in here somewhere. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, we... It's, no, I mean, it's, they, like, there's got to be something that stands out in your mind. Like, man, I learned a lesson from that. The concert. We tried to hold a music, a music festival or a concert night, and it bombed. Uh, there was another number of reasons that it bombed. Uh, one of them being just the attention uh, that was put on it. You know, we were fractioned because of Range 15 still being in post-production and everything like that. Like, I took on too much too soon. Wasn't able to give my whole self to that concert mm -hmm. and a lot of things went wrong with it and we ended up losing money and i mean we paid everybody that we owed money to but you know i ended up losing our company's uh money which i paid back myself right. to them because i mean that's how you keep good business partners it was my idea it was me that raised my hand and said i wanted to take lead on that and then when it came out that we were in a deficit I took responsibility for it and said, just, you know, Good on take, you. That's take what we do, front. man. <laughs> That's awesome. what we do. Good job. I mean, so what kind of lessons, I mean, how did that inform you guys, you guys going forward and in, in, in business and in projects after that? Well, it, I mean, that was just one of those things. Like, like, like you said, we had this at that time frame. we had this clothing company that was just taking off through the roof. We had the coffee rolling out. We had the liquor going. And then we just did this movie. Like, I did get cocky and feel like we can fucking own anything. So I'll, I'll hold a concert. And the thing was, is I've never done that before. So I don't know the industry. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to speak to music agents. I know how to speak to, to movie star agents, but it's a whole different world. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how to promote a ticketed show because I'd never done it up to that point. And so I just bit off more than I can chew and I fucking got cocky and I, fucking lost my ass on it <laughs> <laughs> i love it all right well for all the guys before we wrap it up for all the people out there that are in that space where holy shit i i, I want to make the transition i have a passion i want to do it i've seen all these other guys be able to go out do it do it well um what advice can you give you know, that guy that's still in or right out or what, what can you say to the people, you know, that really are struggling with taking that big leap of faith? Uh, they have to be, if that's their plan, you need to wake up every single morning and say, what am I going to do in the next 18, 16 hours that I'm awake? That's going to get me one step closer to where my end state is. And you better be doing something every day. And that's it. Even if it's just watching a tutorial on creating an ad, an ad or watching a tutorial on how to use Photoshop or because it doesn't matter what kind of business you go into, 
it, it, it's, I'll, I'll revert it to this. People that go to Hollywood and think, I'm just going to Hollywood because I want to be a director, I think that's stupid. <laughs> because you're, you're chicken before the egg. Yeah. You, you need to understand photography, shot placement, editing, you know, how to tell a story, how to write. You cannot just walk in and say, no, I want to be a director. Because you can't be a good director if you don't understand all those things. If you look at our greats, all of them are writers. All of them, you know, the, you look at the Spielberg documentary that yep. they did on HBO. Fascinating. But one thing that you noticed about Spielberg, he, he was in the weeds with his DPs oh. in every film saying, I want I want a low shot. So, so as a director, he was telling these guys exactly what he wanted the field to be to tell the story. So equating that to business is you cannot, you cannot have a goal to be, I want to be a CEO and run my business. Like you have to be, you have to understand how to create customers, network and create relationships, and then essentially build your brand to be, to, to be an authentic brand that tells your story or what your vision is. Amen. Because if you, and, and I see it, and the guys that are in it to brag to everybody that they're, that they're a business owner and they're a CEO, they, they don't succeed. Right. Because, because they never dove in the weeds. They never, they never dove to, again, create customers, understanding how to go out and create customers, understanding how to not only create a network, but maintain a network. Yeah. That's the hardest one. Yeah. How many guys do you know that can't show their faces places because they have, they've left too much destruction behind them. Burning bridges. Yeah. And, and I, uh, it's sad, but that behavior comes a lot from our community when they get out because guys just think that they have to come in Ego. with the vigilance and violence. Yeah. And they have to say, no, you got to listen to me because I was a soft operator. You're You're going to use this because I'm telling you to, and it's the best because I, I deployed 10 times. It's like, and, and everybody else sucks. I've seen people make that mistake so quick oh, when yeah. they, they launch a new brand and their marketing strategy is everything else sucks. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. well, you come in with that, come out with an operator mindset, but hey, look, man, in order to get that operator mindset, you had to go through training. And anytime you shift directions and, and get out of the military, that's a beautiful part about what that taught us is like, hey, man, I wanted to be a Navy SEAL, but I also wanted to go through BUDS to get all of that to become one. Because just you can't just walk in there and say, oh, I'm a Navy, I'm I wanted to be a Navy SEAL so bad. I wanted it so bad that I know I can do it. Just give me my try and we'll go. I can figure it out on the fly. That's not how it works, man. Because even after we go through all that training, you get to the team, you're just a new guy. Right, you just you got to earn your spot. Start climbing the ladder, right? And each one of those holds a, a a place. And when you, yeah, everybody looks at the CEO and wants to be him. Everybody looks at the baseball uh, champion wants to be him, man. But you, you, what you can't see is what's behind that, right? That the reason they're so happy when they win is because they had to work their ass off. That's the celebration, and of course, everybody sees the joy, and that's the only part they want. But. You can't have joy unless you've had the struggle behind it. I Amen. mean, it's just like when somebody gives you something, yeah, you love it, but you don't appreciate it like you do if you had to earn it. And every time you get out, man, like I, I, I want that warrior mindset. I'd appreciate that. But guess what? I'm going to send your ass back to Bud's and, and, and this side of it. And then when you get back up here, you'll be ready and you'll understand. I, and Marcus, I feel bad sometimes because people always ask me, oh man, what was it like making range 15? And it's like, 
we achieved a, a, achieved a dream of millions of people that nobody will ever get to do like and 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 have that opportunity and we we're so lucky to be there but like my response is like that was that Horrible. was a fucking ass kicker it was a, <laughs> it was a miserable time and it was a miserable time because we couldn't fuck that up because we had over like 18,000 people in the community that had donated to this we can't we can't fight and we can't argue and we can't we can't not deliver because if we do, we have to disappear off the internet at that point. Yeah. <laughs> like, Amen. And goodbye. I think you see. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, 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 what I love about you guys is your ability to come up to brainstorm as a, as a, as a great collective, a great group of minds from very different backgrounds but to have the confidence in one another, to really support one another day in and day out, to try new things, but to learn what you need to learn along the way so you're doing it with the very minimal amount of failure, right? Because I know I've talked to Evan at length. I talked to him quite a bit about, man, I, you know, we want to try this. And then you go out and you hit a little roadblock, but you adapt and adjust to what the market is telling you to do, to what your fans are telling you to do, what your consumer, I, what I love, I mean, you guys are so in touch with your consumer that it, it, it shows with how successful everything has been. And I just want to give you guys hey, bravo Zulu, man. It's, a, it's <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, JT, man, I, I just can't thank you enough. Where can people, what do you got co going on? What's coming out next? Where and then where people can follow you and follow Black Rifle and everywhere else. Uh, the next stuff is really just focusing on the podcast right now. I mean, that's kind of where I am for us because you know how we work, Dave, is we yeah. split, you know, Matt's now the VP of Black Rifle Coffee, which is a huge position in a, in a company that is massive now. Yep. So, I mean, that's why you're not seeing his presence a lot in social media because the guy's fucking working and he's working a big corporate job <laughs> and he's working his, he's working his ass off and he's, he is, he is, you know, risen up to, to that level now. To do as, me as a well. favor, do me a favor, JT, tell him to work more because I got to get Evan down from a hundred hours a week to somewhere <laughs> where I'm not going to be worried that's, about his heart attack. All, all right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even if he comes <laughs> down to 90 hours a week and give me a much better, uh, a place in my heart that he's not going to have a heart attack, man. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, Doing these, doing these new joint projects with you guys, like I was talking about, where we do, you know, three days of joint recording, where we're flip flopping shows and 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 making a bunch of video content for them because you know I I want to help the guy, I want to help everybody that, that's yeah. out there trying to do this stuff and and grow and get better. You know, you guys have learned all the stuff you've learned with your audio setup and your video setup, just like we we've learned everything. Like we gotta be getting together more. Well, like, it's so funny, it's man. Elf. It's so funny, JT. I came back and the first thing I did, I took photo. You know, Dave took me through how the setup and everything, and I took photos and I immediately came back and showed Wizard. And he and I'm like, hey, man, this is what they got all set up. And he goes, dude, they have a whole studio. This is Marcus's media room. <laughs> <laughs> That's a true story. <laughs> no, we're yeah. coming out, dude. I, I promise Baby you steps. we're coming out. Yeah, Baby we, steps. we can't. We want to learn as much as we possibly can from you guys because you guys are crushing it, dude. All right, where can people follow you, JT? 
Uh, Instagram is JT Article 15, uh, and Facebook, just Jared Taylor, two R's, J-A-R-R-E-D, Jared Taylor. And uh, I put out, like, my own my own flavor of things uh, on my Instagram. It's like, the you know, the crispy interview videos. Yeah. You know, I do my, my, my own video production as well as the stuff I do for Art, Article 15 and Black Rifle and Lead Slingers. Uh, so, Bro, yeah. I, I love your stuff, man. There's always those, those new crispy ones. I swear to God, I'm literally laughing out loud uh, <laughs> in the airports when I'm seeing them, man. They're, you're doing an amazing uh-huh. job. Thank, brother. You, thank you. Yeah. All right, man. Well, God bless you, and we hope to see you soon. Thank you so Thanks, much Kevin for coming brother. on. Man. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Bye. Marcus, man, the guy is just filled with just boundless energy. And you know his brain, like Matt's brain, and I certainly know Evan's brain never shuts off. And they just got to keep just delivering, you know, they, and it doesn't seem like feeding the content monster for them is a problem, right? You know, it's just One natural. One thing feeds another. Yeah. Totally. And, and, and I think that's the real. Stay hungry. They got that. Don't you feel that when you're around those guys? Oh, yeah. You, you just kind of swing in there like, wait a minute, these guys are running on a, on a fast track. <laughs> they are literally <laughs> drinking their coffee no, intravenously. Yeah. Fast track. And, and you meet one of them, and you meet one behind the one, the one, and they're, they, I mean, they, they spin so fast. It's, it's awesome to watch them work, man. Well, it's, you, you listen to his story, and really it's, it's remarkable that he can go from the skater kid Right up up northern California, and then in Washington, and then shift and become a tack P, and then really shift back to this, you know, lifelong passion of 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 making videos and and delivering content and and finding something unique about what he loves to do and and marrying all these cool, you know, these these those guys these, are living out their dreams. They're walking. Walking and, that path, yeah, man. Yeah. Walking life, and they're like, "Wow, man, that's what everybody gravitates towards." And it's just you can feel it on them. Yeah, the genuineness. Just, yeah, the the density and the scars and everything that goes with them, man. It makes that it's powerful. And the harder they push, man, they track those guys with them, and they faster and faster, slow, well, smooth, smooth, fast, man. They're good. Well, they certainly have influenced literally millions of people out there. I don't, I don't, you know, he was. I think he was being generous with the Drinking Brothers podcast with 300 million downloads. I guarantee it's more than that. Uh, I know their videos are well into the the hundreds of millions of views. I mean, they are really a, a powerhouse in our community, and I believe they're a powerhouse in, uh, in the entertainment world as well, too. So we're just so proud of you, JT, and, and all the rest of the guys over there. Thank you so much. Because <laughs> there's nothing more entertaining than trying to just get your ass through war. <laughs> if you have, have a second to if you need back something to keep your attention and watch that unfold it's hilarious right it's this calamity <laughs> could you, you what we ought to do yeah. is write us well, it is really and they've they've they tapped that right and it's yeah good job what we guys. ought to do is make a war movie with cameos from all the <laughs> all the military-based <laughs> entertainers out there right now awesome. right have one with Kyle Lamb, Pat McNamara, you know, all the dudes the from all the yeah, Oh, that'd be epic, dude. <laughs> and, and make it a comedy, comedy too, yeah. right? 
No, but it is funny, man. Life's hard, and it's funny hard, you know? <laughs> well, as long, well, you and I. If you I, cry at it, that's the bad part. If you laugh at it, you're like, man, that, that was a good one. Well. Man, I can't believe I lived it. You know what I mean? I think you're at the root of what this show's all about, right? Is the fact that humor can really lift your spirits when you're getting hammered. It really is. I mean, there's times when you're getting hit so hard, and you're crying and miserable, but this is, there's a laughter that comes out. That's yeah. kind of when you know you, you're down there. Yeah. When the only <laughs> Man, thing, this must be huh. bad because I'm laughing and it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. If this is your first time listening, man, thank you so much. We hope you had a good time. We hope you learned a bunch of stuff. We hope you're inspired by JT's his his life path. Uh, if you're a repeat offender, man, God bless you. We love you so much. Thank you. Without you. This show just wouldn't even be possible. Thank you. Before we move on, I, I just have to bring this up, right? If anybody out there is like me, you've been wearing the same uniform for the past 20 years, right? I've got my Converse on. I've got my cutoff BDU uh, tire stripes and and my my holy brown tee from, from Buds, man. And it just ain't cutting it. Just ask my girlfriend. Well, guess what? There's a solution for guys like us out there that are struggling, that are working our butts off, who hate going to malls. I don't even know if malls exist anymore. Do they, gents? Well, we fi- we've got a solution at stitchfix.com. Now, Stitch Fix is an online personal styling surface service that finds and delivers clothes, shoes, and accessories to fit your body, your budget, and your lifestyle, which is nuts like mine, right? Just go to stitchfix.com slash TNQ, tell them your sizes, what styles you dig, mine is tactical, by the way, and how much you want to spend on each item. You'll be paired with your very own personal stylist, I'll probably have to go through 10 of them, but we'll find one for me, I guarantee it, who will handpick items that they will be sent right to your door. Think about that, right to your door, where you then pull it out, try it on, and you pay only for what you love, and then return the rest. Shipping exchanges and returns are always free, always free. They give you the labels, the bags, everything. There's no subscription required. You can sign up to receive scheduled ship- shipments or get your Stitch Fix whenever you want. Stitch Fix's styling fee is only $20, which is applied toward anything you keep from your shipment. Easy day, right? Now, here is the deal. If you get started right now, today, at stitchfit.com forward slash TNQ, and you will get, get this, 25% off when you keep all the items in your box. That's 25% off when you keep all the items in your box. That's stitchfix.com slash TNQ. Get started today. I'm telling you, you won't be sorry. Your loved ones won't be sorry because finally, finally, you will have some style. All right. Now it's time to end our show with another amazing, incredible listener write-in story. So here we go. A bit of background of my story. I live in South Africa, and at the time of my Never Quit story, I was living on a farm, which is kind of a dangerous thing to do these days. 16 November 2012, about 1.30, I woke up to find a man nearly entering into my bedroom while his buddies were trying to break in the door, silently. He noticed I moved and said he had a gun, and if I moved, he would shoot. I slowly stood up next to my bed, took a deep breath, and said to myself, this is it. Here we go. Remember your training. 
Let's get out of this alive. He jumped in, punched me in the face, and told me not to move. His buddies now had gone, had gotten through the door, and one began to disconnect my PC and search for other things. The guy with the gun and other two buddies with knives stood in front of me. Remaining calm, I assured them that I was not going to fight. They may take whatever they wanted and leave. He pistol whipped me in the forehead. I fell to my knees. Pistol whips me on the back of my head. Now I'm just looking at their feet, thinking to myself, this is not good. I start to get up and he hits me again. So I went back down. I can feel the bud pouring. I can taste it too. I thought to myself, should I just stay down? Maybe they will leave me alone if I play dead. This is when I decided not to quit. I decided that I was going to stand back up no matter what they did to me. I was not just going to allow them to take my life like that. They'd have to work for it. They were struggling to get the PC out of what for whatever reason. So while I'm pleading with the gunman, his buddies decide to lunge at me with a knife. I spotted it, but too late, and managed to deflect it with my left forearm. But it still went into my chest. As he stepped back, I only saw the handle sticking out of me. That was it for me. I knew now they wanted to kill me. No matter what, no matter how non-aggressive and cooperative I, I was being, I wanted the gun now. So every time he hit me when I stood up, I would inch closer to him. Kick me, same thing. I was moving in, closing the distance, and he wasn't noticing. Finally, the guys ran out with my PC and other stuff, and I was just left with the gunman. He was now backing up, but didn't realize how close I was. I stepped, I sidestepped, and took my half-broken door and hit him with it, pretty sure breaking his arm between the door frame. I heard him run down the stairs and I was shouting out my window for help. I saw him running through the garden. I spent a total of 28 hours in the ICU and 21 stitches. The knife missed my heart and hit my sternum, causing it to break from the handle. My deflection and body movement meant it missed everything. No internal bleeding or concussion. I will never forget that moment. I decided to stand back up. And now, since Finding Team Never Quit, I know I've found a home. Thank you guys for doing this. And thank you for allowing us to share our stories. Well, David, hell yeah, brother. Way to stand up for what's right and what's yours, man. I love those stories when people rise to the occasion and they don't get bullied at the highest level, man. Mm. There's nothing I hate more than people who who try and take what's not theirs, and I commend you on doing it. Man, God bless you. So I want to end by obviously thanking the Lord, thanking Christ, thanking Jonna, thanking my girls, thanking my mom and my dad, thanking for all the people that have inspired me to follow my passions in life to do this show. Uh, I want to thank JT, man. God bless you and all your buddies and, and the whole crew for doing what you're doing. I want to thank our readers or our listeners. Man, without you guys, what the heck? I wouldn't be living out my dream. I wouldn't be a dream walker, Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to thank you, cats, man, uh, because truly this is um, one of the greatest gifts I could ever have is doing this show with you. Love Absolutely. you. Absolutely. 
My pleasure, brother. Yeah, good job, man. Sometimes when you come in, things go bad, they go real bad, and sometimes you just got to keep getting up. No matter what, <clears throat> way to take it, man. Way to be resilient and stand up for yourself. Welcome to the team, right? Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the team. Welcome to the team. And thank y'all, everybody, keeps bringing us back and listening to us, man, letting us do this. JT, brother, I, I hope you guys the best. And I, man, every dream comes true. It's, it's been a blessing just to watch you guys work. Yeah. And be a part of that. Thank y'all for having me on and and uh, being in your movie and all. <laughs> cameo. <laughs> yeah, cameo and all. But huh. seriously, I uh, you know every day that goes by, man, it's amazing that we get a chance to do this and come on and talk to these people and hear these stories and then share them with everybody else. It's amazing. Thank you all for allowing that to happen. And uh, I'm out. Out. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.